0: Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Today I'm talking with David Bourne. David, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. How are you this morning?
1: I'm doing great. And thank you, Craig, for this series. You know, I've listened to uh, several of them and it, I just think it's awesome thank that you. you're doing this and how you do it. So, really appreciate it's you. It's totally having me selfish. On.
0: I'm doing it just because it's <laughs> fun. It's awesome to talk to people I love. Um, so, y- you've been in Akima courses. I've been in Akima courses, and there's that. Mm-hmm. There's the moment where you pass. I'm going to say you pass someone in the hall. It's all virtual. You pass somebody in the hall, and you're like, ooh. I'd like to talk to that person some more. So the big part of the podcaster community, these interviews in these conversations, these chances to connect is just, I want to circle back and talk to all the people that I didn't get a chance to talk to. So um, I appreciate yeah. that you uh, recognize that it's cool and that you appreciate it. So, um, but like I said, thanks for joining me. Sure. Um, let's start by talking about um, the seasons, So you're in Western North Carolina. I had the privilege of visiting North Carolina. I had only ever been to what I'm going to say is like the seaside, Eastern North Carolina. Mm-hmm. been there a few times. I have some friends there. Uh, and it's in some sense, it's very much like Pennsylvania where I am, except it's a little flatter and sandier. But when I drove to Western mm-hmm. North Carolina, I was like, oh, this is not, not rural, but this is beautiful. It's, it's more than rolling Hills. It's mm-hmm. you know mountains and valleys and evergreen and deciduous. So I'm, I'm, my first question is, as they're like very briefly, like for two days, what are your thoughts on the seasons there? Like, you know, when you move mm-hmm. into a place I don't mean a home, but when you move into a new region or a new area, it's going to take a few years for you to get a feel for like, what are, what are winters like? What are summers? Does this place have four real seasons? And I'm just wondering what your read is on how are the seasons there? How are the spaces, the big open spaces there? How does that play into your personal seasons and cycles? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, we have four seasons for sure. They're very distinct. And we have uh, hot summers mm-hmm. and cold winters. Uh, uh, the spring, which is where we are now, the beginning of spring, my favorite time of the year. Uh, you know, it's full of flowers. It's full of uh, green, bright, just, um, just joyful growth. And so, um, and then the fall is probably... The most visited time of mm-hmm. um, of the seasons here because uh, the the fall colors with the leaves <clears throat> are just stunning. And I live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a it's a tourist town surrounded by uh, the southern Appalachian Mountains. It is pretty much the oldest mountain chain in the world, mm-hmm. and because we're in the south, we do get uh those those four seasons and uh, i love that question because i'm trying to tap more and more into that thing meaning that the the cycle of the seasons of you know the critters and the plants that we see i feel like as human beings that is literally part of us and how we got here and uh we're kind of living like zoo animals indoors, which is very comfortable in, in denial, yeah, <laughs> right It's comfortable, but we're missing out on a lot, and I think those of us who do who do go outside uh you know regularly intentionally, we're like, "Wow, this is awesome,
0: <laughs> this it's, is awesome in uh, the way it should be, yeah,
1: yeah, and no, I don't want to go live <laughs> in the woods uh." I, I love my house and, and my electronic gear. Uh, <laughs> and very the attached.
0: Right the windows, yeah. right,
1: and the heat, and the
0: mosquito screens. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, all you know, I'm not knocking all that, but it, but we're definitely uh, we're in a place where we've we've gotten an imbalance, and I you know the the ecological environmental situation we're in is is the biggest proof of that. Um, we won't go into that direction, but, uh, yeah, so I think what I'm, what I'm trying to do to to answer your question a little bit more specifically, I'm trying to daily, regularly connect with the outdoors. I've got a short form podcast I call the Devo show. It's named after one of my internal characters and my artistic character. And, uh, the point of that is to like, if I'm out there and I hear something, I'll start recording and then I'll start talking. And the idea is that like, like this show here, the idea is to reduce the friction of, of, uh, post meaning the editing and the publishing still working (laughs) on that, but get it out there. Right. And let it, let it be what it's going to be. And, uh, intentionally trying to do that with nature related content hmm. for one, because I believe that others could benefit from that, but I know I could benefit from it.
0: Right. So it's been great. This may sound tangential. What, what would you say is your primary sense? Like when you go out, you know, you step out of your house. Um, I, I'm in a suburban neighborhood. You can't really see out my window cause it's actually so sunny today. I have to close the curtains. Hmm. Um, but you know it's twenty feet to the next house, and then if you walk eh, a quarter mile, you're into a large like thousand acre wildlands conservancy on actually wow. the same Appalachian Mountains run through my area. So I can yeah. oh, it's like a whopping hundred and fifty feet <laughs> high is all that's left of the mountain. Um, but there's some small rocks up there where you can boulder. So I, I'm I don't cool. go literally every day, but I try to go out every day, go for a walk, go for a hike, go for you know some rock climbing. Great. Um, And when you go outside, you know, when you walk out of your domicile, right? You, it, like the environment is completely different. And when you step out, I'm wondering which of your senses do you think you, you settle into first, you know, touch, sight, sound, smell. Do I settle into,
1: that's a good question. Well, I have been a video guy since my early twenties. And so I'm a very visual person, Mm -hmm. but being a video guy, you have to learn audio and you quickly learn that if you're creating a, a video, that the audio is actually where the story is told. And so as a podcaster, um, the, the audio you know, it's kind of like the background soundtrack to our lives, in the sense that it's—I um, don't know. I think visual is more of a, um, a top mind, like a frontal lobe thing, and audio is more of a subconscious thing. Like if the if the uh, if the mountain lion <laughs> is behind you. <laughs> You know, that part of your, uh, that part of your consciousness is always working. In fact, it's working in your sleep and that's, you know, it keeps us safe. And so it's probably part of, you know, the lizard brain that Seth Godin, uh, talks about so much. So I guess as I'm on this exploration to try to, to, uh, learn more about myself and just the human psyche. I'm more interested now in in the uh, the audio. I still love the visual. And you know, that flower that's those that are popping up out of the ground, I hope they're popping up for you like they are for me. But man, my eye goes to that and I immediately like, oh, I gotta go look at that. Mm-hmm. Um but what I've been doing lately is is trying to sit on my back porch and just listen have really, you know, that's really changed me in some big ways to give that time. Um, cuz when I look out over the woods in my backyard, I live next to the um, to the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a, a a national park. Uh which is fantastic. I mean, <laughs> love 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 that. Yeah. You know, the visual doesn't change much. The trees are swaying and and uh, there might be some birds coming in and out, but the audible, the audio is always changing. And so, uh, you know, the owls, for some reason, have really captured me. I don't hear them that often, but when I do, I'm like just a visceral clunk just happens in my chest. That's my next podcast that I'm working on is, is trying to figure that one out. Um,
0: so I wonder okay. if you, have you given any thought to, <clears throat> we're, we're, you know, weaving visual and audio uh, in the discussion here. And I'm, I had a conversation once with a gentleman who was talking about, um, and I'm not a guru at eyes, but he was talking about how In order for your eyes to focus, uh, I hope I have this right. To focus close, that requires muscular contraction to Mm. to make the lens work, so you can read up close. And to focus at an effectively infinite distance is a relaxed position for your eyes focusing Uh, muscles. I hope I have that right. And the point that he made was that if you are in a built space, um, so you are in a you know this room, at most I have fifteen feet you know across the room to my left <clears throat> but when i'm looking at my computer it's 3 feet at most mm-hmm. so if you spend all your time indoors his point was you're always holding this particular level and variations of a mostly contracted muscle tension in your eyes it doesn't sound like much cuz they're tiny little muscles but his point was one of the things that he felt was tr- um tr- uh, transformative for him like a <sighs> was when he walked outside and his mm-hmm. I always talk about like video like racking focus it's like you release the tension in your eyes and, mm-hmm. and like your focus literally drifts as your eye shape relaxes and it drifts out to the treetops to the horizon to whatever is the farthest thing away that you can see to the clouds to the plane overhead mm-hmm. and and I said to him, Oh, I had never really thought about that, but I've all, I have noticed not ever noticing that, that I also tend to look up. And when I walk out the front door and look up, it turns into a thoracic extension. Cause you, you know, you're like, yeah, oh. and like, I, I, I'm like gazing away from my microphone. But when I look up like that in combination with the visual relaxation, it just settles through like your whole mm-hmm. body and gives you that physical grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm notorious for rambling, but my, my question no, is I get it. aside from what are you. your thoughts on all that? But <laughs> you were talking about treetops and I'm thinking, I wonder if you've ever noticed where your attention goes first. When you first walk outside, does it go to the ground? Does it go to the mm-hmm. middle distance? Does it go up to the treetops to see what the sky is up to?
1: Well, I can tell you that it does not go to the treetops. And this is, this is why I know this. Uh, when I walk outside, uh, I, uh, have been surprised like this owl, for example, we have them, we hear them. Not all the time, but they live here. And <laughs> right. I, I walked out a few months ago and there was an owl that flew off and we have hawks that flew off. And I'm like, that gummit, <laughs> you know, I could have seen that had I been looking up. Um, so I'm definitely not looking up by default. I guess I'm looking as would be safe. You know, you're trying to, if you're moving, you're looking where you're going. We do have, uh, we have bears in the area. Um, and you know, bears will leave you alone pretty much. Um, but I've walked out the door and there's been a bear nearby, um, but there's nothing dangerous, but you know, sometimes I'll, I'll remember, Oh yeah, there might be a bear
0: out there, especially at yeah, night. There's an instinct to look down, to look around.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I really hadn't thought about that uh, except for that thinking, Oh, I need to not scare away some cool hawk or owl that might be sitting out there on the branch. But yeah, I like that idea you you mentioned about the the eyes and the looking up. Remind me of Amy Cuddy's book where um, she talks about our body position determining our emotional state. And you know, if we want to get in a in a great emotional state, we go outside, raise our arms up, look up, kind of mm-hmm. in the victory position. Um, she's actually seen people uh, find great benefit doing that like ptsd mm-hmm. sufferers uh, and you know hunched over our phones <laughs> as we tend to do in yeah. our zoo yeah <laughs> in the zoo looking at our screen we're not even looking at the 15 feet of walls craig mm-hmm. we're just looking
0: at our screens 18 inches i'm reminded of what what was it so long and thanks for all the fish douglas adams book where he had a character who built an asylum except the asylum was for the world and when Mm. you approached his home he lived near the shore when you approached his home the part of the house you were looking at was a a furnished open like a colonnade, like you're looking at carpeting and you're looking at walls with artwork. It's just wide open to you. And there's like an inside ceiling tipped up. And when you open the door, it's an exterior door. You're looking at the inside of the door. You open the door, it opens out and you step into the square, like an enclosed space. And this guy had kind of, you know, ironically built an asylum for the world. And the only place that was outside the asylum was the square area what we would say inside his home, but the mm. inside square area had the external siding and the gutters were there. It was like the house was inside out. Um, it just mm. reminds me of that idea of like, yes, yeah. there's an asylum and how do I get out of it?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's all about just trying to be conscious, whatever it is you're doing. You know, personal growth, just trying to remember, oh yeah, there's a better way to do yeah. anything. Uh, but getting out of that, um, getting out of that, that closed minded, uh, box that we, that we tend to get in, mm. you know, finding, finding things to, to help us get out. Like this podcast is a great example. You know, you're trying to expand conversations, mm. talk to people you haven't talked to. Uh, it's just. You know, we live in an amazing time where on the one hand technology's increasingly taking over our lives, but hopefully there are going to be more of us thinking, you know what, okay, yeah, tech's great, but I want to go outside, <laughs> and the pandemic helped for, with that, Right.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people got their heads adjusted. Um, I I, so. I'm always hesitant to say anything good came out of the pandemic, but a lot of people realized just how out of control their usage of, well, most people don't use technology. Most people allow themselves to be used by technology. I have to check. I have a soapbox about social media, I make sure I'm not <laughs> on it. I'm not on it. Um, but I think people began to realize, like, okay, every time I open my phone, I get stressed out. So, I think I need to figure out how to control that. Mm. So, I, I think people got a wake up call that way. People realize just how unimportant most people's jobs Like, you know, I, don't, I used to go to this job all the time. It was a big deal. I am like, I haven't been there in three weeks. Doesn't seem like the world ended. So, I think mm. it was a good reset in that sense. But we'll see whether yeah. people rush back. I don't know. I'm in the Northeast, traditional Northeast corridor, and the traffic is back to normal, and the people are yeah. back to normal, and that, you, know, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: Well, one last random, um, since I have a bit of visual info, I can see stars is a thing. I'm wondering, I'm betting you're probably got some good dark skies. So talk to me a little bit about the night sky and stars, both hmm. in your personal experience of them, where you are, and maybe what your thoughts are on how looking up at night seems to consistently transport people. Uh, to a higher state of consciousness, to a deeper thought process.
1: Wow. Yeah. What can I say about that? All right. Well, so for the last couple of years, I have been um, focused on what a lot of people call the change cycle it's this cyclical thing we see in nature. We started mm-hmm. talking about the four seasons. So, uh, the North star is a good metaphor for the higher self. Uh, the, the, uh, you know, call it what you will, but, um, that part of us that we intuitively know is our best self. And so I think it's a great metaphor because the north star is always in one spot and it's for those of us who live in the northern hemisphere that is and so it's always there you know this better part of us this part of us that we tap into when we go on a hike or when we even look at a you know something beautiful maybe it's a piece of artwork um maybe it's a, a flower sitting on the desk in the kitchen or, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's always there. Hmm. And so that night sky and looking up at the, at the vastness, I feel like, okay, well that's inside us. That vastness. And again, circling back to this type of conversation that you're doing with this podcast, that's part of the vastness because when you and I talk, yeah, we're just two people spouting off ideas, but, um, really we're making the opportunity to connect in a deeper way and podcasting allows us to do that. You know, we can find people who just have this vast, uh, depth and they, you know, I think about Rich Roll, who's somebody I, um, yeah.
0: It's a good podcast if people just want yeah. like, what? Look up the Rich Roll podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, that guy has figured it out. He's built a great business, career, life around having conversations. Yeah, they're 2 hours long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh it's that it's like looking up at the North Star, you know? It's like um Because inevitably, there'll be something in a conversation where I'll go, oh, that sounds like truth. And I think a North Star, that vastness of the night sky, it is a deeper truth there. Hmm. And so for my work, um, which you can find at davidborn.com, B-O-U-R-N-E. Uh, my work is, you know, finally, I'm 53 years old. I finally realized, you know, this is what I want my work to be about. And I struggle with understanding, like, why am I so interested in tech? Why am I so interested in in in, uh, in nature? How am I going to bring all this together? Well, now I'm doing life coaching, which is sitting down with people one-on-one and just pushing this ball forward of making a better life. Hmm whatever that means to someone else. And so, you know, Martha Beck, who I'm studying with her, she wrote a book called finding your North star. And I found that about six months ago. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) there it is, you know? So, and that synchronicity of, of things like that happening in your life, um, where, here's this conversation that we're having. We, I I didn't intend for it to go here, but you started talking about stars. Well, that North star idea, man, that's been a big part of my life for the last two years. And so it's a perfect analogy for, for I think what we're both doing, which is just exploring, expanding, Hmm. you know, looking for that sense of awe and wonder, um that's out there if you choose to look
0: well thank you for sharing that i think that's a great observation Uh, my mind is dredging up all this huxley's metaphor of island universes about each person is an island universe i'm just thinking Hey, it was a delight to get the chance to paddle over to your island universe, visit you for <laughs> 20 some minutes. Um and I'll get out of your hair now. So <laughs> but more seriously, thank you for taking the time. Um I had a chance to talk with you I think very briefly on a call once before, but this was a distinct pleasure. Thanks, David.
1: Yeah, thank you, Craig. Keep doing what you're doing and um you know, the podcaster community that you've initiated is is awesome. As I dig in deeper into podcasting, I'm going to dig in deeper to that. So I appreciate you doing that. And, um, you know, like I said, selfishly, I'll say you can find me at davidborn.com and, uh, yeah, man, let's keep this, let's keep this ball rolling.